Hello and welcome to True Crime Sleep Stories, where you can settle in with a good true crime tale while drifting off into a safe and sleepy slumber. Maybe you want to sip on a cup of hot tea, grab a warm fleece blanket, or cozy up by the fire. Whatever you decide to do, just make sure you're comfortable and ready for relaxation. I'm your host, Kelly Barons Brink, and before we get started tonight, I want to remind you that as a Patreon member, you'll get even more sinister, sleepy content because you get multiple versions of each and every true crime sleep story. Patrons will have access to an ad-free version so you can really relax without the distraction of advertisements, as well as a version with and without music. Some people really enjoy the music and some people prefer it without, but patrons can have it all. You'll also have a video version, so there's a lot of content there in your membership and you're supporting the show. You can go to patreon.com slash truecrimesleepstories to sign up. And now it's time to get comfy because I'm going to tell you a bedtime story. Usually people connect witches to Salem, Massachusetts, but for this particular case, the witches were in Springfield, New Jersey. It all started in 1972 when a dog brought home a decomposed forearm to its owner. This prompted a police search and a body was soon found afterwards atop a cliff in Springfield. The body was identified as Jeanette De Palma, a 16-year-old who had gone missing six weeks prior. Immediately, rumors began spreading as to the cause of her death. The hill where she was discovered was covered with occult symbols, and many believed her body was placed on a makeshift altar. Many locals, even some police officers, blame a coven of witches who they say used De Palma for a human sacrifice. Because of a flood, much of the case's details have been destroyed. However, some reports from local papers mention that police couldn't determine the cause of death due to her badly decomposed body. They had also investigated a homeless man who was a prime suspect, only to find no connection with the killing. As for the occult theory, many believe that De Palma may have provoked a group of Satan-worshipping teens at her high school when she was trying to evangelize them. She was involved with a group who helped drug addicts by finding faith in Christ. The reverend who ran the group theorized that she was selected as a sacrifice to the group because of this. Was she a human sacrifice? Or did these suspicions help hide the real killer? Perhaps no one will ever know. Who exactly was Jeanette De Palma? 
Jeanette De Palma was an American teenager born in 1956 who is believed to have been murdered sometime on or around August 7, 1972 in New Jersey. The case, still unsolved, has become a matter of significant controversy due in part to the coverage in Weird New Jersey magazine and in the 2015 book Death on the Devil's Teeth. In 2021, the New York Daily News mentioned that the organization named Justice for Jeanette De Palma is dedicated to keeping her memory alive and they have fought to shed more light on her case. The organizers are continuing to look for clues even as the case approaches the half-century mark. On August 7, 2022, Justice for Jeanette held a 50-year prayer vigil on the steps of Springfield Town Hall with Deputy Mayor Chris Weber, Pastor Kevin Brennan, and Edward Salzano in hopes her 50-year-old murder will be solved. And now that we've talked a little bit about Jeanette's life, here are some of the mysterious details of her death. On the afternoon of Monday, August 7, 1972, 16-year-old Jeanette De Palma left her home on Clearview Road in Springfield Township, Union County, New Jersey, telling her mother that she was going to take a train to a friend's house. When she did not arrive at her friend's house or return later that evening, her parents filed a missing person report with the Springfield Police Department the following day. Six weeks later, on September 19th, De Palma's remains were found atop a cliff inside a quarry in Springfield after a local dog brought her decomposing right forearm and hand back to its owner. According to several witnesses at the scene, De Palma's skeletal remains were surrounded by a series of strange and possibly occult objects. Descriptions vary, but the most commonly agreed-upon account states that the remains were found inside a coffin-shaped perimeter of fallen branches and logs, and inside this perimeter were several small, makeshift wooden crosses. Some Springfield residents later claimed that De Palma's remains were found lying on a pentagram surrounded by mutilated animal remains. Law enforcement authorities have denied that this was true. Further controversy was aroused when it was discovered that the body had been found on a cliff known to locals for several decades as the Devil's Teeth. The Springfield Police Department began an investigation of De Palma's death after an autopsy could not reveal a cause of death. Her remains and clothing showed no evidence of bone fractures, bullet wounds, or knife strikes. No drug paraphernalia was found on or around her body. For undisclosed reasons, the coroner suspected that strangulation was the cause of death, leading the Union County Prosecutor's Office to treat the case as an unsolved homicide. The coroner also discovered an unusually high amount of lead in her remains, but no explanation was found for this occurrence either. 
Early in the investigation, Springfield police received a tip regarding a homeless man living in the woods near the quarry. This man was known to locals simply as Red, and it was alleged that he fled his campsite in the woods shortly after De Palma went missing. While this lead initially looked promising, the Union County Prosecutor's Office ultimately decided that Red had nothing to do with De Palma's death. Investigators continued to attempt to find leads, but due to a lack of tips from the public, along with inconsistent stories told to the police by her family, friends, and peers, the case eventually went cold. Around two weeks after the discovery of De Palma's remains, several newspapers, including the Newark Star-Ledger and the New York Daily News, began reporting that she may have been the victim of an occult sacrifice carried out either by Satanists or by a local coven of witches who operated inside nearby Wachung Reservation. This coverage was spurred by reports that the body had been found surrounded by strange objects and by the theories of Jane Tate, the pastor of De Palma's family's Assembly of God Church. Rumors about the case set off a panic in several Union County communities, which were still recovering from the shock of the John List murders only 10 months earlier. In the late 1990s and early 2000s, Weird New Jersey magazine began to report on the decades-old case after receiving several anonymous letters regarding De Palma's death. Editor and co-founder Mark Moran began investigating the case and wrote about many purportedly suspicious details, including the allegation that Springfield police had lost or destroyed the case file. The Springfield Police Department maintains that the file was lost due to flooding caused by Hurricane Floyd in 1999. Others allege that a copy is still secretly on file. Moran eventually teamed up with Weird New Jersey correspondent Jesse P. Pollock to write the book Death on the Devil's Teeth, the strange murder that shocked suburban New Jersey. Throughout the course of their research, Pollock and Moran discovered several instances of a possible cover-up, connections to other unsolved murders, and previously unknown suspects. Despite rumors and innuendo offered by Springfield police regarding De Palma possibly dying as the result of a drug overdose, no drug paraphernalia was ever found on, near, or around her body, and she was not known by friends or family to have used any recreational or prescription drugs other than occasionally smoking marijuana socially. De Palma's autopsy report makes no mention of the possibility of a drug overdose, and the medical examiner Bernard Ehrenberg went on record stating he suspected strangulation, as he could not rule it out during the autopsy of her remains. Edward Salzano was given a box of documents that contained the FBI crime lab report and medical examiner's report by John Bancy, Jeanette De Palma's nephew, before he died. Salzano sued the Union County Prosecutor's Office to test Jeanette De Palma's clothing for DNA. 
The FBI report stated that stains were too decomposed for conclusive blood and semen examinations in 1972. But Salzano hopes that with today's DNA testing, a DNA profile can be obtained from the clothing. Justice for Jeanette De Palma is dedicated to keeping her memory alive. The organizers are continuing to look for clues even as the case approaches the half-century mark. Jeanette De Palma's case is mentioned in the book A Long Walk Home, where her case is urged to be changed from suspicious death to homicide. The book mentions similarities between the Jeanette De Palma, Joan Kramer, and Carol Ann Farino killings. In 2022, law enforcement said that there is still local interest to find out what happened to Jeanette. Who killed 16-year-old Jeanette De Palma? Was she the victim of a satanic ritual? Or was there a sinister police cover-up involved? Sadly, we may never know. I'm Kelly Barron's Brink, and this has been tonight's true crime sleep story. Good night, sleep tight, and don't let the monsters bite. <laughs> <laughs>